Hey there, and welcome to the Relate Able podcast. My name is Abel Matthews. I used to be a single comedian who switched lanes at the age of 26 to get married and at 32 to take up a corporate profession. And the good news is I'm loving both. And this podcast is about my life from faith to finance, comedy to corporate life, or parenting to pipelines, Uh, sales, pipelines, I mean, (laughs) it's very technical. I don't want to get into it right now. My hope is that in listening to this podcast, you would find yourself receiving perspective, insight, and even something new to look forward to each time you listen to it. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the Relate Able podcast. Oh, by the way, get the pun. It's relatable, made relatable, because my name is Abel. Anyway, never mind. Let's get to the show. Welcome to episode two of the Relate Able podcast. What's good? What's happening? Uh, first of all, I just want to address something that a lot of people asked me after that first episode. What the hell? Is going on with your accent. Why do you keep switching between the two accents? I mean, one time it's Pop-Tarts, the other time it's Puri, you know? And there's a story behind it, which is a whole episode by itself. But let me try to condense it and give you the short version. I grew up uh, outside of India. I was not in India. And where I grew up, there was a lot of racism, being one of the only brown boys around. In Kuwait, it was interesting because I went to this very multicultural school, some of whom actually listened to this podcast. Thank you very much, guys. Pleasure to reconnect after so many years. And uh, after the multicultural school aside, that was not where the real racism happened. That was beautiful. But uh, it was really uh, in other scenarios. I, in fact, went to an evangelical white American church. And believe it or not, that's where some of it took place. And so I realized very quickly that if I have to at least even be in the room when they talk, uh, I got to probably start to sound like them. It's as an adult, you realize how not, you know, nonsensical that is. But as a child, you want to be accepted. So that's kind of how I absorbed it. My family is very multicultural as well. We have a good representation of non-Indians. Um, and so put all these factors together, growing up in a country where in general, there was also a lot of racism. I think, you know, brown skin wasn't exactly looked up to. And in fact, it even determined how much it got paid in some cases. So uh, that's kind of the short version of why I have an accent. But anyway, that being said, I want to thank everybody who listened to episode one. I mean, what a relief. It's so good when you know that your mom is not the only one listening to the podcast, which in my case is actually a figure of speech because my mom died uh, six years ago. It is uh, it is what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I use that just as a phrase to say that it was not just those in my close circle, right? And uh, you might also be thinking to yourself, what the hell took you so long with episode two? Here's the short story. We did record an episode two and we meaning there is a somebody else coming here. Yes, that's right. In a couple of seconds. We did record episode two. We in fact did 50 full minutes, five zero. We did 50 minutes of pure, lovely conversation. At the end, I hit stop. I turn to this person and I go, what the hell did we just talk about? <laughs> In fact, we both said that to each other. So we decided it's probably best to kind of read, you know, take a, take another shot at it. it. took us some time, though. It's been a busy couple of weeks. So um, with that said, let's actually go right into what I want to talk to you about today. Now, this podcast is a journey. 
Uh, and I'm hoping that at every stop along this journey, you find it relatable. <laughs> I love that name. And uh, stop one was just kind of giving you the big picture. Stop two is where I'd like to take a pause and talk about relationships and specifically one relationship that has been such an important catalyst in literally changing the kind of person I am. I don't recognize myself from even two years ago. And that relationship is my marriage. My decision to get married is, I always say, the single most important decision I have made outside of my decision to actually pursue the faith that I do. Outside of that, marriage was the next big, next big thing because it catalyzed so much of the change in me as a person. And so I figured if I'm going to talk about marriage, there has to be, and how marriage changed me, there has to be the other person, you know, the other <laughs> equal participant in the marriage. And so I am going to bring her on. That's right. First of all, it's a her. <laughs> Contrary to, you know, my very metrosexual and my very cleaned up appearance, I'm actually straight. And maybe I might edit that part out in the post. I don't know why I said that. Uh, <laughs> shh, I've not brought you on yet. Don't laugh in the background. Uh, and so, uh, you know, let me introduce the other person in this marriage. It's not going to be mushy. Uh, the podcast, the episode, I mean, but uh, even my introduction, probably not mushy as well, because. In this corner, right behind me, waiting to show up here, standing at four foot nine. Okay, probably that's a bit of an exaggeration, maybe five foot three. Uh, <laughs> she just threw a float at me. Thank God it's deflated. Standing at five foot three, weighing in at a healthy number, a Abel Matthews' biggest critic. That's right, there's a lot of pregnancy jokes here. Please give it up for the one, the only, Kavita Sundarsay. Ta-da! Here she is. Hello. Hello, babe. Hi. Welcome. Uh, good job on retaining the maiden name, by the way. I just noticed. <laughs> we didn't do a prenup, so... That's her version of a prenup, you know, just, just in case. Yeah, actually, I, I mean, when I was introducing, I was like, that's a bit weird using your maiden name. Uh, anyway, that's just, uh, it's just a cycle. Well, it's just because how complicated it is to change a name. Red tape. In India, yeah. And that's what I tell myself every time I sleep at night. It's not a prenup thing. It was just red tape. Yeah. Uh, so, you're my first ever, I, mean, I can't call you a guest because you're a family. Uh, but you are technically, as far as the podcast is concerned, my first ever guest on the show in this chair right next first to me. First ever of like the, the two <laughs> of the, episodes. Of the, of, the two, of the one episode you recorded. Yeah. Wow. Good job. <laughs> uh, but I know, I, if I had to bring someone on, I know you probably would not have expected it to be you. Uh, not this early on. Yes. Not this early on. That's, that's also right. Uh, mm -hmm. So has this caught you by surprise? No, yes. Yes. Care to tell more as to why? <laughs> yes. Oh, this is going to be a very interactive <laughs> podcast. I can tell. <laughs> Otherwise, she wants to tell me about every nuance of the day. But now it's just very straightforward answers. <laughs> the way I like my day updates. How's your day? Good. Oh, thank God. I just walk away. I am like pleasantly surprised. I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm so shocked. But I'm... 
Pleasantly surprised, yes. Okay. I thought you'd have uh, one of your many very, very well, well accomplished friends uh, on your podcast before me. Well. Maybe one of your first wives as well. Not one of your, but like your first wife. What she means is my friends. She's talking about my friends. <laughs> yeah. Not, not any previous marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Why my first marriage broke me is not the title <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, at the risk of, I think giving away the punchline, mm-hmm. if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I titled the episode what I did is because this is where I'm at at 32 mm-hmm. is the, you can verify this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but where I'm at is the healthiest place I've ever been mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we're talking mentally, whether we're talking physically, whether we're talking financially, whether we're talking faith, Mm-hmm. Uh, there is just so much of change that has happened mm-hmm. in the last six years mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. And now at 32, I feel like it's only now that I'm actually starting out mm-hmm. on life. I, I, I have the right foundations only now. Mm-hmm. Like my priorities have been realigned, all of that stuff. Right. And I think the, That's true. and I think, and, and, and this is to the point of why you're here. Because mm-hmm. This one relationship, the marriage especially, completely catalyzed that change. Was it a change I was consciously walking towards? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the God honest truth. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, but it just happened. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you set off in marriage saying, oh, this is, I want to change in this area and I want to change in this area. It happens. And let's be clear. We're talking about this in the context of me as a person, but mm-hmm. I didn't say that about my marriage either, where I said, I set out with marriage saying, oh, I want to be a better husband mm-hmm. and we should be like this type of a couple by the end. I don't think we ever, we spoke about it, but we never consciously worked toward uh, it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. I know you did, yeah. but I didn't consciously work toward it. Yeah. So I think that's what I want to, and that's why I wanted you here, mm-hmm. uh, because you've witnessed that change. You know what marriage has done. And of course, it's not just marriage per se. It's the institution of marriage being also very strongly influenced by my faith journey. Mm -hmm. I think it was a combination of these factors plus my experiences. There were lots of unusual experiences, Mm -hmm. things we didn't see coming. I think it was this. That we were thrown into. Yeah. And I think had the same experiences happened, which I will Mm -hmm. get into in just a bit. Mm -hmm. But had the same experiences happened Mm -hmm. if I was single. I know you'll agree with this. I don't think I would have changed as much as I did. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, and you would have learned. There, there would yeah. have been some learnings, but yeah. I, I don't know if you would be at the same place that you are at today. That's true. Or if you would have learned the the depth of the lessons that you've learned. Yeah. In the last. Season. Yeah. The reason I use the word "broke" in the title is I was thinking of horses, yeah. uh, wild horses specifically. They say you need to break a horse. Mm-hmm. I'm not an equestrian by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I don't even know if I can spell equestrian. Uh, But I think they say you need to be able to break a horse so that the horse is then ready for use. Mm -hmm. And I think if I needed to be ready for life, Mm -hmm. life in the real world, Mm -hmm. real life, I needed to be broken. And I think God used marriage Mm -hmm. to be that training ground. I was wondering where this analogy was going (laughs) Well, I was not going to say God used you to break my back. I was not going to say that. Uh, but the, here's, here's what I hope, right? My hope is as we jump into this episode, 
God used marriage as that training ground, as that breaking ground of sorts. Mm-hmm. And whatever I had to learn in the context mm-hmm. of being responsible for someone else mm-hmm. and wondering, hey, you know, I'm taking this other person along this journey with me. Mm-hmm. Are they aligned? You know, are they aligned with me? Again, I'm talking about this very selfishly from my perspective, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll come to how all of this kind of meets together in the marriage ground, which is really a 50-50 or dare mm-hmm. I even say a 100-100. Hundred, hundred, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think what I would love for a listener to take away mm-hmm. from today mm-hmm. is, I think, probably two things. In sharing my story, this part of my story, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think one of those key things I would like to highlight is highlight is obviously the story of who I was, how I thought, mm-hmm. and how that has changed mm-hmm. today. Yeah. And how number two, if especially in your, you are in your twenties or thirties, don't shake, uh, you're shaking the camera. <laughs> Especially if you're in your 20s or your 30s mm-hmm. uh, and you've been delaying marriage because you think marriage may not be, it may actually kind of pull you back. Mm-hmm. Just from my personal experience, it's done the exact opposite, mm-hmm. right? So I, I realize right now it's just too much of a setup. So mm-hmm. let's just dive. I think let's just dive right in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had to actually had a question. Sure, sure, go ahead. What were you, when you say, oh, marriage broke me. Yeah. What were your, what were your expectations? It was a dramatic start. I yeah. thought it was going to be a really nice yeah, start. Yeah. What were your expectations of it when you got married or when you were like leading up to the wedding? Oh, that's a good question. What actually, 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 you can jump. How does that con- oh, I've jumped. Okay. No, 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 that's good. That's good. I'm just saying you jumped straight into what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, that's what, that's what I-, I always do. She's being sarcastic here. Six years of experience doing this. She's being sarcastic here. She never does that. That's what she's, that's her sarcasm, by the way. Uh, So what I, okay, let let me backtrack here. I think for me, marriage was the last thing on the cards. your question was, how was yeah. it different, right? Yeah, yeah. To, like, what were your expectations and how does that I had none. to where you... I had none. Marriage as an institution. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Marriage as an institution was the last thing for me to mm-hmm. engage in. Mm-hmm. I first had these goals I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Coming out of college, I was very clear, you know, I'm not, I'm not destined for the corporate world. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm destined for bigger things than this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a comedian. I'm going to be an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had this, this, this idea of really making it big. I mean, it would sound super crazy if I were to say this right now on record. Um, should I say it on record? Or maybe just keep it to myself. Maybe I'll, I'll reveal half and half. That's a good compromise. And I was thinking Hollywood. What else is left to say? I think I gave it away. Okay, never mind. But I was thinking something really big, right? I'm thinking big career, lots of money, and a large sphere of influence, all of which were good. I still don't fault that at all. But I think what made it bad mm-hmm. was the place from which all these things were motivated. They were motivated from great amounts of insecurity, which interestingly enough, mm-hmm. I realized only last year, at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. And until then, she has seen this. It, it, our marriage had to go through this sort of dark road where because I wasn't really achieving what I wanted to achieve, I couldn't define it beyond what I just told you guys. I was very unhappy. I was extremely unhappy, which also meant when it came to our marriage, 
I never viewed the marriage as something that pulled me down, but at the same time, I used to wonder, oh, did I get married at the right time? Because I've always been, and you know this, I've been a firm believer in there's no person, there's no such thing as the one. Mm -hmm. It will work with whoever you make it work with. Mm -hmm. But now, being being on this side of, we just celebrated six years, Sorry. wedding anniversary, yeah. right? Uh, just celebrating six years, I realized that is only partly true. The other side of it is also, it does matter who it you get married. Because if the other person is, the personality is not <clears throat> one where the person's an anchor, the person's got a level head. I mean, all of us, I'm complimenting you, by the way. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't react. I had to call it out. <laughs> so, I was like, she's a bit slow. Uh, yeah, I know. But, 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 but the thing is, like, if the other person isn't all those things, yeah. Then I don't think I would have been able to yeah. reach I that mean, place. I mean, you have negotiables and non-negotiables, right? I yeah. feel like with someone who meets the non-negotiables, um, you can make it work. And marriage. But but here's what's funny. To your earlier point, we yeah. haven't even jumped into the non-negotiable yet. This is your. It's you. It's this is to your question of what was that picture? What was yeah? What was your picture of marriage? Yeah. It was all rooted in. Marriage was not there. That's my yeah. point. Marriage was never there. My life picture. It was Hollywood. It was. It was. It was a lot of a things. Career, it was, was rooted in insecurity. Yeah. Whatever those things were, yeah, my yeah. problem was they were rooted in insecurity. Mm -hmm. However, when it came to marriage, mm -hmm. I always knew, even if marriage was the last thing on the cards, because for me it was get married by thirty-two, which I am today, by the way. It was, and I'm six years into a marriage, mm -hmm. so you can you can tell how early this I went against my own plan. Mm -hmm. um, but marriage was on the cards only for 32, and it was this thing that you would add on to embellish and make everything look beautiful. Mm -hmm. I never looked at it as a foundational piece of life, mm -hmm. because as we've talked about many times, for me now the priorities in life are so different. It's mm -hmm. what kind of life, uh, you know, what kind of faith. Mm -hmm. Am I growing in? What kind of family am I nurturing? And what kind of legacy am I leaving? Mm -hmm. I never spoke like this at like yeah, 20s, yeah. in my you 20s. You talk about things like legacy. Yeah, but it took being married, having a, of course, having a child kind of changes yeah. it, but I would say marriage is still the key chunk. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. took all of that. Yeah. I mean, I would actually kind of differ. I would uh -huh. think that the first two, family and faith, yes, you think about in your 20s and it's very important to think about it. For you, you married, mean, for yeah. you specifically. But I feel like the legacy aspect has kicked in after we became parents. After sure. we had kids, sure. Like sure. Child, sure. that's when the legacy aspect, um, it's not like you're even thinking about it earlier. True, you have like a, a vague idea of what yeah. you want, but you yeah. don't really like articulate it and spend time thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I think the, also the obvious question would then become to a listener's mind mm -hmm. would then be, how the heck did I decide to get married? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's also my question. Because <laughs> you're making it sound like, oh my gosh, I didn't. Well, you remember the time you took your top off? I, I thought did not, in oh that <laughs> That never happened, mom and dad. Yeah. No parents. <laughs> never happened. That's just a joke. I say things I don't mean. Yeah. God, I hope you believe me. Uh, no, I, I'll tell you, I always say this. It is a freak chance, a freak moment yeah. that I decide. It may, it may sound like, oh, I didn't, I didn't want you in my life. <laughs> Why? No, baby, we're six years in. Don't take it personal. I'm just telling you what I thought. Yeah. Uh, the, it is a freak chance yeah. that when we spoke, I still remember when we first met, I remember thinking, here's a girl who gets what I'm pursuing in life. Mm -hmm. 
here's a girl who shares my faith. I was still serious about faith even back then. Yeah. We connected on that. We were, that was... And we also and you were also just as driven. You had your own aspirations, you had and for me that was rare. That type of a connect with someone of the opposite sex was entirely rare. Mm-hmm. And in that moment I realized here's someone you could consider. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe it doesn't have to wait till 32. Mm-hmm. And so and that's that a freak day. moment and i say that's a freak moment we because we connected on something deeper that day and i and i don't know how i was able to recognize i think that's god's grace mm-hmm. really in that moment that in my head it clicked mm-hmm. that concept clicked something i'd never thought of before clicked and i said oh we should probably of mm-hmm. course we were not attracted to each other in that first meeting there's a whole story behind that we don't have to get into it right now uh but i think that connection really helped mm-hmm. but this is not to say at the same time this is not to say that i changed in a moment up mm-hmm. when i say i changed from you know from who i was to who i am it was incremental so mm-hmm. that that story i just shared yeah. is one example of me making yeah. a good decision and i knew in that moment mm-hmm. uh if i choose to marry you i'm marrying you not for selfish reasons somehow intuitively i also realized mm-hmm. some of my reasons were selfish mm-hmm. I would be marrying you because okay here was the other side of that we we started to talk a lot and you were in a mindset where you wanted to get married you, you know whoever you were speaking to it was just like hey if i'm going to intentionally engage with you on a daily basis which we were you were in a mindset where you know i'm going to get married i was like i enjoy the conversation because i never met someone who's you know at the brain level we were connecting mm-hmm. and and when you that you know you stated up front this is your intent in that moment i knew for the first time based off a lot of past relationship mistakes i had made i knew if i said yes okay i will honor that and let's date with the intention of getting married i knew i was doing the right thing mm-hmm. so that's what i mean when i say it was me changing bit by bit and it started from the decision to get married <laughs> it even was not even the marriage itself it was just from the decision to get married there's one little piece of maturity and that was also inspired by you i i still say that it's not necessary that because you decide to get married you become mature it depends on the other person it depends on some credit yes i always give you credit right okay um, i didn't mean to like no 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 I, and and i think and i and i think the the point here is that and like i said earlier i knew from when i looked at this because for for both of us we look at marriage as a very sacred institution and it's part of our it's very intertwined with our belief as as christians yeah. and so i knew at that moment this was something that god would also be pleased with yeah. now if you don't relate to me on this by the way uh i completely get it but i'm just telling you my story and how we do it yeah. right so um and for, for for us for me personally in that moment i knew that this is something god would want and it was even further cemented when my parents said no this is wrong marrying her is wrong it's wrong for us <laughs> not even it's wrong for you it's wrong for us and there was just so many funny stories there mm-hmm. which uh thankfully we passed all of that now uh you know our families are cool but uh, back then it was a lot of funny stories should i say one I still remember the one my favorite one was where my mom actually stood at 
My mom, no, no, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. You don't worry. You, I'm you, gonna you, find out who that is. You're okay. <laughs> you're yeah. okay with the story. I promise you, you're okay, okay with the story. Uh, I, I still remember this was in the middle of those big fights. We fought for two and a half years to get married. I fought with my parents for two and a half years to get married, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and to get married to her. And so it was. Uh, I still remember my mom standing at the bottom of the stairs. I'm standing at the top of the stairs. My mom and my mom. Uh, my mom says something to the effect mm-hmm. of. She, you know what? That girl is such a devious woman. She found the first good-looking, talented boy she could find, and she decided to snatch him up. That gold digger. <laughs> and I was completely caught in the wrong element of the story. I said, "I'm, so, I'm sorry. Who's handsome? <laughs> who's who's good-looking? Who's talented?" Because <laughs> I never heard that before. My mom has never said. I mean, my parents have never outrightly said things like that. We're, we're Malayali parents. I mean, you know, they don't say things like that. They say, "Love you, buddy." That's how they say I love you. Sure. So, <laughs> you know, there's a fist bump. So, it is just uh, I, I that was just quack. Mm-hmm. But that's just an example. That's just an example. Interesting period. Of it life. was a very interesting period of our lives, and I think uh, that kind of further kicked up this thing in me to say, yeah, I must be on the right path. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm like, I must be on the right mm-hmm. path. And remember, I started out by saying money. Mm-hmm. My big desire was to have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Here's okay. another example of change. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you say what yeah. you want to say. I realize yeah. I'm kind of hijacking the conversation mm-hmm. right now. Uh, it's really, it's the it's the reverse in real life. It, no, no, it's real life. In real life, it's reverse. Yeah. Right. This is the relate able podcast. We're just trying to keep it relate able. Uh, but yeah, no, I, <laughs> no, but but there was the money is another place where I had a significant shift. Mm-hmm. I used to think money was it. You needed to have X in your bank account before you could even consider getting married. And I, and no disrespect disrespect to couples who started that way. I have friends who started that way. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a lesson that money is not everything. I, when I said, "Okay, let's do this," and there was this fight going on, I still remember when we were about to get married. I had twenty five thousand bucks in total because I'm not planning to get married, mind you. This mm-hmm. is unexpected, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, excuse me, and and so. I have 25,000 bucks in total and we managed and I really thought we were going to sleep that first year on the floor of whichever house we took. She had some money saved. Um but I really thought we were just going to be sleeping on a floor and with cutting a long story short, miraculously, when I tell you we furnished our house with I think almost 2 lakhs worth of furniture, queen size bed, mattress, dining table for 6, uh it's a ex- really nice mattress really uh, which we still use by the way because mm-hmm. that's how good it is we've mm-hmm. probably made two babies on that but that's probably not something we should have said out loud three three babies yeah it was actually three we lost a daughter last year i will tell you about that as well um but what's so funny is all that stuff came within 25000 that's why someone offered us 2 lakh worth of furniture for 25000 bucks and that's the exact amount of money he had i had in my bank account and i still remember getting the shock of my life when this particular lady calls me because mm-hmm. i had seen her stuff it was all second hand there's someone who's selling her furniture i had seen it a week prior mm-hmm. she'd shown me all this stuff saying someone's blocked it and and she had sent out a pdf prior so i knew the prices as per the pdf and everything put together was about 2 lakhs mm-hmm. and then she called me a week later saying able the lady who's supposed to pick up all this stuff backed mm-hmm. out i know you guys are looking for this stuff I have to travel tomorrow. Tell you what, I'm willing for you to take it all off my hands. You just need to pay me twenty five thousand for it. I don't know why she said twenty five thousand. That was all I had. But in that moment, yeah, I welled up, 
and I knew God was watching out for me in that moment. And he was teaching me a very critical lesson. You don't need money for this. Marriage is something else. Learn to view it the way I view it. I, I felt like God was telling me those things in those moments and teaching me a valuable lesson about money. Um, so that's an example of small of this of, of the humble beginnings and just the small changes that began at that time but if we had to kind of i think just go down the list of all the experiences you and i have gone through we'll be here all night <laughs> we've only got a couple of minutes for I this so <laughs> we're not going to jump point. into it yeah. so uh, so how would you i mean what would you think are the biggest changes the way you see it then i've just given examples Mm-hmm. what would you think are the biggest changes? And we could probably uh, jump into that if you wish. I mean, I think there are very, very, very significant tectonic level changes in the way you think. Is she calling me fat in when she says tectonic? <laughs> no, I mean like you're... The you're like a damn earthquake. Foundations man. have changed. Yeah, that's true. It is tectonic. Because right? uh, yeah. the, the things that used to drive you before as a person are not the things that drive you now. And they were misplaced, like a lot of it. Yeah. It was very misplaced. Even your sense of um, of importance or direction or a sense of being mm. was hinged on the wrong things. Not yeah. that those things are bad. Yeah. Those things are all good things. Yeah. But you can't like hinge, you shouldn't hinge. And like, for example, a career and money, as important as it is, mm. uh, it doesn't define who you are. Right. Uh, and I feel like, so when you look at that, you look at just your sense of being an identity, your understanding of money and its place in your life and its role in your life, your understanding of family uh, and your faith, the way you engage with God yeah. and the way your faith I, I, engages in your life on a daily basis. Yeah. Those are all like pretty foundational. And I would say that each of these areas has seen a massive shift. Yeah, but if we have to go into the why, why did marriage do that? Um, I don't know if marriage did it. I think, again, without like wanting to, um, I think God brought about those changes right. and he used me as as a part of, the, right. I don't know. The yeah, as, as, as like I said, marriage was the catalyst yeah. and used you marriage in that. Marriage was, yeah. It was a catalyst, but I don't know if it was marriage. marriage caused or yeah. taught you all those lessons or like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, so let me put it like this then. Let me try to put it in different ways. I think what comes with marriage, if you look at it the way we do, mm-hmm. I think what comes with marriage is a clear sense of responsibility. I am responsible for someone else now. And this goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for me. I feel responsible for you. So there's that oneness. We look at marriage like that. Um, and because we have that as our base understanding of marriage, I think as even when in moments of struggle, mm-hmm. like for me, the struggle was real. One of the vices, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you before. For me, one of my vices was mm-hmm. always... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, are you confessing to something on a podcast? <laughs> sure. What yeah. she didn't say is, don't you damn dare say this on the podcast before you tell me. Uh, no, I, I think one of the vices I thought mm-hmm. I'd be getting rid of when I get married is my weakness as far as women are concerned. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, 
Yeah, that's oh. two. I, I need yeah, this. Okay. It's okay. not no surprise. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I mean, that's one of the other things. I'm talking about it like the major revelation of the year. <laughs> it's like, ta da! Yeah. That's it? <laughs> really? No, I mean, I mean to say yeah. that it's not like a lot of people view marriage as like, oh, I'm going to get. It's going to like. It's going to fix, fix things. About yeah. No. That's actually a good point. That's it's good... not going to fix. Because yeah. your weakness with women is. Is something that you need to deal with. I'm not yeah. going to come and like somehow. Okay, that's a good point. I think that's a good caveat to put in this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not that marriage fixes things. Mm-hmm. If you view marriage the way we do, mm-hmm. then there is. I think you have a you have this <clears throat> awakening of sorts where you're like, okay, I've got to work on this thing to make it right for the marriage, mm-hmm. and that in a way is marriage kind of playing yeah. on you yeah. as well. Yeah. Because if you're broken in this area, yeah. like if you look at it in the concept of oneness that yeah. Yeah. we subscribe to, yeah. if you are broken in this one area, you're not just hurting me, you're hurting yourself. Right. And you're not just hurting yourself, you're hurting me in the process. Because Yeah, yeah. I, so, so, so let's, let's unpack that a little bit. Let's talk about that piece. Mm-hmm. Because I thought getting married would solve it. Mm-hmm. I really did. And mind you, we have fought to get married, like I shared. And yet what's so funny is after all of that, it still continued to be a problem. Now, again, not saying I went and slept with anybody, right? But I'm just talking about if I'm honestly evaluating the way I think, yeah. uh, you know, the way I behave sometimes. It's, I knew, uh, you know, you're pushing a line here that you typically so one shouldn't. one of those tectonic shifts that I said, this would be, would be one of them. Yeah. If, I, if we're honest, that it would be <laughs> Something about yeah. the way she says tectonic shift now thing makes me think of twerking. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like the earth's surface just twerking. <laughs> Did you just pinch me under the yeah, table? No. Okay. <laughs> so, we, uh, so, you know, but... Twerking, the earth twerking, what? <laughs> I mean, think of the place, just... No, the, uh, the, yeah. uh, oh, no, okay, fine. <laughs> Okay, never mind, never mind, I'm just saying. So the, I thought that would, that would, you know, that that's probably the change that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it didn't. And again, I think with every failure mm-hmm. in secret, mm-hmm. there was this building up of, how to put this? Was it just the, the pressure which can eat you alive. Mm-hmm. The pressure can eat you alive. But in my case, it didn't eat me alive. I think it... Pressure. It really... <laughs> like pressure to... Pressure, what? not pleasure. Pressure. What pressure? Pressure. What pressure? Pressure like... Just, I, I think just the pressure like, oh, you're living a double life. It almost felt like at some points you were living this double life. And I'm like, that's not fair to her. Right? I mean, that's just not fair to her. Mm-hmm. And I think that was... You know, that can come on, that can come on you very strongly as mm-hmm. guilt. But in my case, I... Thankfully, it didn't become so heavy. It didn't become just guilt. It was things like, let's work on this. Let's work around this to get it right. I was praying about it. I mean, my best friends knew about it, right? I was very accountable to a few sets of people and she knows each one of them. And one of those interesting gauges of how far our marriage has come is the fact that I've always said this, the day I start talking to you the way I talk to my best friends, You'll know that you're really in my in my inner circle. I mean, when I when I when I'm giving my marriage vows and put a wedding ring on your finger. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, no, I, know, I, mean I think this is where we're different. We're different as people, right? It takes me. 
it takes me a lot of time to kind of open up even if it no, was you that's a good My, point i had intention yeah, i had intention to open up to you it's a good yeah. point you make there because to to a certain extent there was this idea that just getting married would fix certain areas of you that was broken and it doesn't you have to be very intentional about changing and working in those areas yeah and yeah it takes work yeah and and and, and, and also the other thing we un- didn't uncover it until a few years into our five years into our marriage our marriage the past our fifth five. past our fifth anniversary definitely past our fifth yeah. anniversary yeah mm-hmm. i think it's past our fifth where some of these things actually came to the forefront and we were like okay we really we've got to work on this yeah it's not just going to happen yeah and it, it took a journey and I, i'll tell you what else made like i said right it's it's also the experiences that we went through together mm-hmm. losing our daughter i brought that up i think losing amy last year mm-hmm. burying her um that whole going through that whole process with you shifted something for me mm-hmm. for sure it shifted because prior to that i you know i had been i had had a surgery where the doctor was surprised mm-hmm. i was even alive they said you should have technically been dead when you were brought into the hospital mm-hmm. uh i had two two, two surgeries like surgery. that two major surgeries yeah. like that in one year one was life yeah. life threatening the other one was i ended up being mm-hmm. 14 days could have been life threatening um we had that we lost my mom right after i got married yeah, right after yeah right after we got married i mean the whole thing i think every experience made me appreciate who i was journeying with and i suddenly realized this person's not here to take me away from what i want to do or who i am as a person in fact if anything at all this person's here to make it so much more richer make the journey so much more richer and for me that is you welcome uh for me i'm not even looking at a script here you know that right no, um, i'm just i'm thinking about that whole phase like very early on in our marriage where you went when you were very depressed yeah depression was another episode yeah. i mean i didn't even go to the depression part of it that was a whole other episode where for 4 years i went through depression as well because i wasn't doing well on my career in my career and yeah. I, i i was not it content look, it didn't look it the way did, you wanted it correct 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 be careful please uh so it 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 didn't look the way i wanted i think with every one of these moments the fact that you were there suddenly made me realize that marriage was never what i thought it was i like i said beginning when i started marriage was the thing i would put on top it was the cherry on the cake now for six years later i realize without marriage as one of my part of my foundation what i'm doing today the mindset i have i'm so much happier today i've not gone to see my sports psychologist who knows i'm doing these podcasts even because we're still in touch as friends um having gone to see him in a long time um we still have healthy chats now it's not chats of oh dude i'm i'm done it's not that anymore when i work i'm for the first time working on my comedy my craft everything i'm doing i'm working at it completely from a place of i do this because i want to do it I'm not doing this because I'm trying to keep up with my contemporaries who are on Netflix and on Amazon Prime and one just won an award in fact just a few hours ago. Uh you know I'm not trying to keep up with anybody. I'm just trying to do me. And it's all coming from this really healthy place. Mm-hmm. A healthy place that was again completely been, that was completely coming from this cocktail that we've yeah. just described of experience mm-hmm. of you being there in that relationship mm-hmm. the kind of person you are 
and on also just the faith perspective of things. I think it's, it's so many different pieces that marriage really brought out, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, really just. I mean, I would me. say yeah, definitely it was a catalyst. Yeah, I mean, so now that everything is rooted in such a strong way, yeah. it now feels like, yeah, I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to go ahead. So I think the bottom line message here, if if there is a bottom line message at all, is if you're thinking of getting married and you're in your 20s and 30s and you have the opportunity to partner with someone who you know this is not love alone this is a lot more that's playing play, at play here um this is a common life path this is a common set of goals because that's where we began mm-hmm. i would strongly encourage you to consider that road yeah um because that that road did wonders for me personally i spoke mm-hmm. about marriage from a very personal change standpoint today and that's all i really wanted to highlight yeah. And I honestly think we started off again. This is not a pitch for marriage. It's not like oh, for sure. single you have to get married, and that's the only sure. way you're going to learn and grow in life. No, it's, it's not. Yeah. Life teaches you. God really teaches you, even if you're single. Uh, if you yeah. allow Him to, to, yeah. to teach, yeah, I, teach I, you and work in your life. But I do think that we, for whatever all the reasons that you just mentioned, the mm. common goals. Mm. For us, because we engage with our faith uh, so actively, it was very important that we partner with someone who also actively engages with their faith. Um, so what she's saying is, so what she's but saying is, if I can put that in other words, yeah. sorry, if I can just put that in other words, a common belief, a common set mm-hmm. of principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, faith, we, we have been calling it faith the entire time, but it completely informs everything that we believe, everything that we live by. Mm-hmm. So belief and principles is the other way I would put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, sorry. And God interacts with us belief in principles yeah but i feel like six years in we're at a place where we appreciate each other so much more today than we did on our wedding day yeah 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 um and that's and we just celebrated six years of just so you know she said appreciate i say love yeah because we love each other yes we do now go fix me a sandwich i'm kidding So yeah, I, like she said, it's not a case for marriage. It's just a, it's just encouraging you. I mean, yeah, and this this is about you sharing your journey. Right? Just my journey, this yeah. Is, so this is this is my truth. This is what is. has worked for me. Yeah. So if it's something that you really, if if this episode has made you think, mm-hmm. or this questions that you have, uh, I would love to engage in a healthy discussion. Even if you disagreed with me, I would love to hear about it. So DM me. Um, my handle is Abel Matthews Entertainment on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, same goes for YouTube as well. That's my YouTube channel. You could hit me up in the comments. Uh, as always, I first released the audio of this and then I released the video of it a few days later. So either which way, you can definitely reach out to me on any one of these social media handles. I'm available on all of them or even on email, which is Abel at AbelMatthewsEntertainment.com. So... With that being said, Kavita, put it there, buddy. Thanks for having us. I mean, I mean, thanks for having. I mean, thanks for coming on to the show. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, also, if you'd like for us to talk a little bit more about our marriage story, if that's something that you want to see, I would love to bring uh, Kavi back. If you want to know more about her, I would love to just interview you. That'll be fun. 
No? No, never mind. Okay, fine. Uh, yep. With that being said, this is another episode of the Relate Able podcast in the books. Do subscribe. Do share. This podcast is available on anywhere you get podcasts. So that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Peace out. Bye from Cove. Bye-bye. And me. Bye, you guys. It was fun chatting. Absolutely. <laughs>